good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. Amen. If you have the Bible, let's open up to the book of Matthew, chapter 24. chapter 24. Let's begin at verse 1. Jesus went out and departed from the temple. And his disciples came to him for to show him the buildings of the temple. Jesus said unto them, See ye not all these things? Verily I say unto you, There shall not be left here one stone upon another that shall not be thrown down. As he sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be? What shall be the sign of thy coming and of the end of of the world. And by the help of the Holy Ghost, just for a couple of minutes, I want to minister on this thought, the signs of his coming. The signs of his coming. You can be seated tonight in the house of the Lord. I'm excited to be in the house of the Lord tonight. No place I'd rather be than to be right here in the house of the Lord. And as we live more and more in this time that we're living in, there's one thing that is certain. You know, there's not too many things that you are certain about in this life. There are some things that are just not certain. Um, You can plan. You can do your best in hopes for a good outcome in hopes that things will um, pan out the way that you, you wish and you desire. But there are just some things that are uncertain. And some things that are uncertain. One of the things that the Bible makes it very clear And helps us not to set our heart on. And that is money. Money, the Bible tells us that the quick, just as quick as it come in, it goes out just even quicker. Um, You'll find out the scripture says that money, riches get itself wings. And they fly away. (laughs) And I know some of us are trying to pull it back down and say, get back here. But you ain't got no control over it. So there are some things in life that are uncertain. One thing that is uncertain that most people don't uh, like to think about, and that is, is that we don't know when our time is up when it concerns living this life. The fear of the unknown that people don't like to think about But it's going to happen. There's going to come a day where my number will be pulled. And it's all the more reason why I should get in the church while I have the chance. And I should make up in my mind more than anything that I will serve the Lord. Amen. Listen, not just in words, amen, but in deed. That I will serve the Lord my very best. Not saying that I will be perfect, amen. But I will definitely put my best foot forward to try to do it according to God's word and according to God's plan. Not knowing, amen, when my time is up should motivate me, amen. That every day I will fix my eyes on Jesus. 
And every day I will fix my mind on the Lord and that I will not allow the temporary things of this life to distract me and to deceive me because he is on his way back. Amen. The Lord is soon to come and all of the signs are there. It is so obvious. Amen. That the Lord is on his way. Our time in this life, amen, is very short. And I'm going to tell you tonight that on a Tuesday night, amen, I ought to appreciate the opportunity that I have to be in the house of the Lord. I believe that Jesus is here, amen. I believe he's here. I, matter of fact, I know that he's here, amen, because I felt him in the prayer room, amen. And I'm going to just be honest, I didn't want to come out of the prayer room, amen. But I realized that we had church going on, amen, and that it was not an option for me to stay back there. But I felt the Lord in the prayer room, amen. I'm going to tell you, God is in this place, amen. He said, where two or three are gathered in my name, there am I in the midst of them, amen. I believe that every time that I come into the house of the Lord, amen, knowing that I'm not coming in my own name, amen, but there is a name that is greater than mine, amen, that has gathered us all here tonight on a Tuesday night, amen, and I come to magnify him, amen. I come to let the Lord know that I appreciate him loving me the way that he does. I appreciate him putting up with me, amen. God knows God puts up with us. Amen. And so I just come to say, thank you, Lord. I know you didn't have to do it, Lord. You didn't have to put up with the old knucklehead like me. Amen. But I'm glad that you did. Amen. Somebody thankful tonight that God took the time with you, even when we don't, didn't deserve it. God is patient. God is long-suffering. God is kind. And I'm going to tell you, I'm not careful. I can wave very thin on God's patience. God's patience can wave very thin with me as I become negligent with things that I know that I should be doing, that I know that I am not doing. And here's the thing. I make the conscious choice not to do it. I can, God's patience can wave very thin with me. I don't want that to happen, amen? I don't want God to run out of patience with me, amen, where he has to correct me, amen, to wake me up. Lord, wake me up through your word, amen? That's why it's important, amen, that I hear the word of the Lord, amen, that I have a made-up mind, that I'm going to have an ear to hear what the Spirit has to say to the church, amen, because it's through God's word God will try to instruct us, amen, God will try to prepare us. God will try to get us ready, amen, and help us to understand that you don't have as much time as you think you have. I know you got your five-year plan, amen, all mapped out and all laid out, amen, but nothing is for certain, amen. You may not have another five years, amen, so why today is today, amen, It's time to lift up your hands, amen. It's time to lift up your voice. It's time to be committed to God more than ever. And so Jesus here, in departing from the temple, the Bible says that the disciples, they come to him, and they are just so amazed, amen, with the building. And they thought that Jesus was going to be amazed as well. And that he was going to start just drooling over the temple, amen, and the building and all of his stones. But you'll find out that the things that, listen, the things that catch our attention, amen, doesn't catch his attention. The things that we think that are just so grand and just so wonderful, You'll find out that Jesus is not even paying attention to it. Amen. Do you know that there is something that I want to learn? Amen. I want to learn what has his attention. Amen. I want to learn what he is concerned about. Amen. 
And as I learn what he is concerned about, I want to learn to be concerned about those things. Amen. Because there are just some things Jesus don't care about. Amen. That I get hung up on and that I get stuck on. And all Jesus is trying to help me to understand that those things won't be forever. Amen. That there's coming an end to those things. Amen. I can get my eyes set on a fancy car, amen, and I think that it's God's will that I have that vehicle, amen, but I'm going to tell you something, it's more God's will that I be saved, amen, and not be distracted by the temporary trinkets of this life. Can I tell you what he is really concerned about? He's concerned about me, amen, he's concerned about my well-being, he's concerned about my soul, amen, to the point where he'll let me know those things don't matter let me talk to you about what's really matters amen and what really gonna last i know i said it before let me say it again my money is gonna perish amen everything that i labor for in this life amen it is gonna perish amen but i gotta have a made up mind that i'm gonna set my affections on things that are above that i'm gonna lay up treasures in heaven where the thief and where the moth and where the rust cannot destroy. What am I saying? There's a whole lot more things that are more important than the temple stuff down here. And Jesus was trying to let them know this thing, this place is going to be destroyed. Not one stone is going to be left upon the other. It's going to be destroyed. It's amazing that God tries to help us to understand that the things that we look upon and that we trust in, it's going to burn. It's going to burn with a fervent heat. It's going to. Now, that doesn't mean that I shouldn't labor, amen, and that I shouldn't try to work and shouldn't try to provide and shouldn't try to live my best, amen. But I can't put my trust in that stuff. Because there is something that is of greater value. And when Jesus returns, amen, none of that will matter. None of it will last. None of it. And he begins to talk to them. And he begins to deal with them as they come. And they begin to ask him questions. Amen. You see, here's here's the thing about it. That it's all about. What I'm interested in, amen? It's all about what I'm interested in. These disciples wanted to know what he was talking about, what he was referring to. And they did not want to be left out. They wanted to know, amen? There were some things that they wanted to know, that they wanted to be informed on, that they didn't want to be left in the dark on. The Bible says that as he sat, Upon the Mount of Olives says that disciples, they came unto him and they begin to ask him to tell us when shall these things be? They wanted to know what is the sign of your coming and the end of the world. And you will find out that Jesus begins to go down the list of things. Amen. That would happen. And that would take place. Can I tell you tonight, amen, if there's anything that should help me to understand and realize that Jesus is on his way back, it should be the condition of our world, amen. It should be the condition of our world and how that is filled with violence and perversion and chaos and how that there are nations rising up against nations. Listen, we're no longer hearing about rumors of wars, amen. There, and if there's ever a time, amen, that I should be able to lift up my eyes and begin to discern the times that we're living in and recognize it's not the time to become carnal, amen. 
it's not the time to become worldly, amen. See, I always feel that when you start talking about worldliness, amen, that spirit rises up, amen, that wants you to dumb down the word of God and don't want you to begin to talk about worldliness. But can I tell you, the world wants to creep into the church, amen, but there got to be a made-up mind, some made-up minds that says the world will not enter into here, amen. Can I tell you tonight, we can't let them bring their dances in here, amen. We can't let them bring their worldly songs in here and sing it, amen. We, I said it Sunday night, let me say it again. We don't dance to dance, honey. We dance in the spirit, amen. And if there's anything that we're singing, we're singing the songs of Zion. We're singing praise. And sometimes what can happen, amen, is that because we want people, amen, that we begin to dumb down things. Can I tell you how this thing works? I'm not becoming worldly so that I can get a friend, amen. I'm not, I'm not letting down morals and standards so I can get buddies, amen. You know how we build relationships in churches? As people come in and they repent of their sins, amen, and they go down in the name of Jesus, amen, and they get filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost, amen. They come into the body of Christ, amen, and now we have to, we begin to develop relationships as we do life and as we begin to try to strive against ungodliness and unrighteousness. We begin to encourage one another, amen. We begin to give one another encouraging word. God forbid, amen. I dumb down the word of God so that we can get people and so that we can say we have a buddy, honey. If I never have a friend, amen. Jesus is a friend that sticketh closer than any brother. He's a friend that loveth at all times. And if I got Jesus, everything else is going to be all right. I got one that will stick with me. Throughout it all. God forbid. Can't let worldliness creep in. We must love holiness. Let me say that again. I know the devil don't want to hear it. I'm going to say it loud and proud. We must love holiness. I must love talking holy, amen. I must love living holy, amen. I must love being righteous, amen. I must love dressing holy and modest, amen. I'm not ashamed about it, amen. I'm happy about it, amen. God's standards, amen, that he establishes to save me and to keep me safe. I love it. Hell don't want to hear that, amen. What hell wants. Come be holy, amen. I need the Holy Ghost. I need the Holy Ghost. I need a nature change, amen. Holiness has to do everything with our God and the fact that He is holy. And so if I'm going to be holy, I need that God, amen. I need the nature. I, I must love the things He loves. And I must hate what he hates. God loves this tonight, amen? Not all people love church. They don't love being in church. There are people that want to get as far away from church as they possibly can. I'm going to tell you something. That's a sad individual. Because I need the house of the Lord. I need... A midweek service, amen. After I've gone through everything hell on earth, amen. I need a place where I can come throughout the week, amen. And God can begin to wash over my heart and my mind and help me to realize, amen. He's still there, amen. Sometimes we just need to be reaffirmed of some things, amen. We just need to hear God say it again, I love you, amen. We just need to hear God say it again, you're still in my plan. You are in the right place. And so they want to know these things. When is the sign of your coming? In the end of the world. Jesus begins to go on and he begins to highlight some things that helps us to understand, amen, that he is soon to come. 
He says for them to take heed that no man deceive you. I'm going to tell you tonight that people are being deceived tonight. And I'm not talking about so much worldly people, amen? We understand the devil and, and how he's at work in this world. I'm talking about people, amen, that once believed this truth, amen? They are being deceived tonight, amen? As the devil, amen, has entered into their heart, amen, and caused them to believe that there is some other way, amen, of being saved. I want you to know that there are so many damnable heresies, amen, that are damning people to hell, amen. It is sending them straight to hell as people believe things that the Bible does not back up. It bothers me, amen, when people always try to make things in living for God, they always try to play the race card, amen. But I'm going to tell you something about our God tonight, amen. Our God is not a prejudiced God, amen. He's not a respect of persons, amen. He does, He's not biased, amen. He doesn't favor one over the other, amen. God is in the business of saving all, amen. And the Bible says, for God so loved the world, amen. The world is all humanity as a whole. Amen. God loves us all. Amen. And God wants to save us all. And I get tired of people trying to make it out to be about race. It ain't about that, honey. Because the only thing God sees is his blood. Amen. And I got news for you. His blood ain't black and it ain't white, but it's red. Amen. And it washes away our sins as far as the east is from the west. Can I tell you what we need? We need the Holy Ghost. We need the power of God's word. We need the truth. There are people that have been deceived. That once said they believed this. Said they felt God's presence. Testify that God is in this place. And the devil has perverted their minds. And causing them to believe. There's another way. Scripture tells us that if, if anybody comes preaching another gospel, another way, if anybody comes, let them be accursed. You'll read in the book of Revelation, he said, if you add to or if you take away, your name is going to be taken out of the Lamb's book of life. Friend, I'm going to tell you something. God is serious about his word. And when people begin to twist God's word and cause people to believe that it's saying one thing when it means another, can I tell you, friend, God is not happy. Amen. That is added to and that is taken away. That's why we got to say it the way that it is. Amen. We got to give it straight. And we got to give it the way that it is. Amen. Because you know what? I'm not jeopardizing my salvation for nobody. Amen. God's word said it like the way we don't want to offend, honey. I said it like we don't want to step on anybody's toes. It's always been said if your toes have been stepped on, you need to put them in a place where they can't be stepped on. You need to get to a point where you can't be offended. If I love God and I love God's word, there is nothing that will offend me, amen, as I realize God's word will save me and will keep me. There are many that will be deceived. He goes on and he begins to say, tell them how that you shall hear wars, rumors of wars. He says, see that ye be not troubled. He said, for all these things must come to pass, but the end is not yet. And so he tells us that all of these things, the rumors of wars and wars, all of these things must come to pass. But he tells us, listen, he tells us, the church, amen, not to be troubled. These things should not trouble us, amen, as we see them going on. As we see things unfolding in our world and in society and in the pub, in the political world, amen? 
These things should not trouble us. Jesus already told us they must be that way. But I understand something tonight, amen, that I'm in the hand of a God that nobody can pluck me out of, and that I don't have a reason to be afraid, amen. Verse 7, he says, for nation shall rise against nation, kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famines and pestilence and earthquakes in diverse places. These things are happening, amen, as we are speaking, amen. There are people that are without food, amen, pestilence, amen, earthquakes, amen, that has been happening forever in different, many different places, amen. He says, but all of these are the beginning of sorrows. He begins to tell us that, that they shall deliver you up to be afflicted and shall kill you and ye shall be hated of all nations for my name's sake. Can I tell you that there are many that hate the name of Jesus, amen? That that name is hated, amen, all throughout the land, amen? You'll find out that they'll refer to God and they, they'll call him everything else, amen? But they deny that his name is Jesus, amen? They hate that name, and they hate anyone, amen, that represent that name, amen? They will attack, amen, those that will stand up for the name of Jesus. But somebody got to have a backbone that says, whatever comes my way, amen, I will not deny the name of Jesus. That I got a made up mind that I'm going to stand firm on his name because there is power in that name. There is healing in that name. There is salvation in that name. Anybody still love that name tonight? We don't get tired of hearing about that name, do we? Come on, Peter told us that as long as I'm in this tabernacle, amen, he said, I will stir up your mind, amen, to remembrance, amen. We got to always remember that there is only one God, and that his name is Jesus. We can't get tired of talking about it. We can't get tired of hearing about it, amen. I know the world hates us because of it, amen, but so be it. They hated him, and they're going to hate us, amen. And that just lets me know I'm in good company. Amen. I'm where I need to be. Amen. I'm in the Father's will. Amen. I'm in his plan. I'm in his church. I'm a part of his bride. And so he is talking to them about all of these things that will come. They want to know what's the sign of thy coming. The end of the world. Jesus makes it very clear to them as we stand this, this chapter here. Let's move down to verse, verse 36. Let's read what he says. Now he's talking, he's still, he's talking to them about the, his coming, about the end of the world. Verse 36, listen to what he says. He says, but of that day and hour, knoweth no man. That's why when people pop up, I can remember vividly, vividly. It was the last 1999, the last day, 1999. Y2K is coming. Everybody swears that he's coming back. It's the end of the world. I can remember I remember seeing all these nuts running to the stores, buying up water, just losing their minds. <laughs> I don't know how that works. You ain't taking nothing with you. If it ain't going with you. You ain't putting out that. Ain't no bottle of water putting out that fire. It ain't happening. But you find out they were going and they were buying it up. And guess what? I saw it up too. I said, he's nuts. I sat up and I went. 12 o'clock on the dot. Still here. Guess y'all was wrong again, right? But that ain't news, amen? That ain't news. Because they're going to always be wrong, amen? Because the Bible says that no man knows that hour, amen? Not even the angels of heaven. How about that? It's 
even closed off to the angels. Amen. But there's only one that knows. Amen. And that is the Father. Listen to what he talks to them about. He begins to talk to them about Noah and Noah's days. He says, but as the days of Noah were, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Listen to what he says, what was going on in Noah's days. Now, when you read in the book of Genesis, it doesn't tell us much. Peter tells us that Noah was a preacher of righteousness. That means Noah preached, amen, that God is going to destroy this world. And I promise you, just like people do today, amen, when they tell you, when we tell them, amen, this world is not going to be here forever, amen. God's going to destroy it with a fire. You'll find out that people, they mock, they ridicule, they think you're crazy, they think you're out of your mind. They thought Noah was the same thing, amen. They mocked him, amen. They made fun of him. They made fun of his kids, amen. They just mocked them, amen. They did not listen. Why didn't they listen? Because they were so occupied with this time, with their day and time, that present time. Why? How can you say that? Listen to what Jesus said they was doing. He said, before the flood, they were eating. Now, this is before the flood. Before the flood, they were eating and drinking. I don't believe they was drinking Kool-Aid, but that's just my opinion. You got to believe it like I said, like I believe it. I don't believe they was drinking H2O. I don't believe they was drinking Kool-Aid. I believe they were carousing. I don't believe there was a whole lot of riotous living. They were eating, drinking, marrying, and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. So until that last day, amen, that God told Noah, and his family to get in the ark, amen? And the Bible says the door was shut. That's huge, okay? That means that all of that time, the door was open. They had opportunity, amen, while the door was open to come and to join Noah and his family, amen, in building the ark, amen? They had an opportunity, hey, to make their call in election sure, amen? They had a chance, but they were too busy in drinking and eating and marrying and giving into marriage. They were simply concerned about that present time then. Listen to what Jesus says. Listen, and they did not know until the flood came. Now listen, they knew They heard, but they didn't believe. They didn't believe. Noah preached it. Noah preached it. They did not believe it. They didn't believe it was going to happen until that first drop fell out of the sky. Can you imagine it dropping on somebody's face? What's that? Drop after drop after drop after drop. Then it gets heavier. And now, can you imagine just picturing your mind's eye? They're running. And they're beating on that door. And they're trying to get in. Let us in. But here's what we must understand. And this is why it's important. What Jesus tells us, he says, the door I open, no man shuts. And when I shut it, No man is going to open it. And so that door was shut. Amen. They did not have an opportunity. And Jesus said, tells us, amen, that that flood came and took them all away. So shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. Can I tell you, friend, I don't want to wait until it's too late. I don't want to while the door is open, amen. This door is wide open, amen. Listen, we got access to God all we want, amen. This day and time that we live in, we can come to God all we want, amen. We, (coughs) excuse me, we can pray as much.
much as we want. Amen. We can come to church and we can give God everything that we have, all we want, while we got the chance because the door is open. Amen. But there's going to come a time where the door is going to be shut. Amen. And once it is shut, it is shut. Can I tell you, friend, I don't want to wait. I want to have a made-up mind. Whatever it is that I may miss out on this life, amen, it won't be compared to what awaits me in heaven, amen. Anybody got a made-up mind, I'm going to make heaven my home. Anybody got a made-up mind, I will not be distracted, amen, by the things that the devil, amen, creates down here, amen, to grab my attention, amen, and keep me from understanding that the Lord is so to return, amen, and he's coming back for a people that have made themselves ready, he's coming back for a people that respect his name, amen, and that love his word, amen, can I tell you, I want to be one of those people, amen, that when the word of God goes forth, I'm not sitting back young, amen, but I got my ears open, amen, I got my head lifted up, amen, as I believe every word that is coming across, As I believe the word of Jesus, he's coming back. He's coming back. Violence was in Noah's days. Partying, living it up. They had that mindset, you only got one life to live. But I'm going to tell you something. That's a lie from hell. That's a lie from hell. Truth is, this ain't your real life. You're going to live somewhere else. We're going to live somewhere else for eternity. The real us is going to end up somewhere else. Friend, I want to make sure I end up the right place. The right place. You find out that he also tells them about. Now, all of these things we should understand. And we should be able to look throughout our world. And we should be able to understand, and it should dawn on us. Jesus is really coming back. He's really coming back. He's really coming back. Let's not even talk about the world. Let's talk about our county that is filled with violence, murder, people just walking in to banks, amen? And just taking whatever they want. We live in a crazy world. Our county alone. Violence. It's filled the land. That's Noah's days. People not concerned about church. Disrespectful when you come to try to give them the word and tell them the word. They just disregard and brush it off like it ain't no big thing. As they're so concerned about making money. And they're so concerned about living it up and partying. And wilding out. That's the days of Noah. Jesus also tells us about another day. That he likens. Another place he likens. His coming. And it's all for us to pay attention. Like this stuff is not just happening For us to begin, the world wants us to adopt it, amen? The world wants us to become comfortable with it. And as we become comfortable with it, we begin to be dumbed down where we can't pay attention to what our Heavenly Father is telling us and warning us of. He likens his coming to the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, We don't believe in hating no one. We don't hate nobody. You hear what I'm saying? We're all made in the image of God. So we don't hate anyone. But we hate the spirit, amen? And my question I have to ask is, what spirit are you going to be identified with? What spirit are you going to be identified with? Because there's just a spirit that God does not condone of will not, it will not enter into the kingdom of God. That's just the way it is. Well, that's my friend, and, and
and, and there's nothing wrong with it. I'll say it like this. Better choose your friends wisely. Choose your friends wisely. That don't mean that I am ugly to people. It doesn't mean that I don't mistreat people. It doesn't mean that I don't pray for people. It just means I can't spend too much time with you or around you. We believe something different. Lest that spirit overtakes me. And if you think you're more powerful than a spirit, especially if you're walking in your flesh, especially if you're walking in your flesh, you can hang it up. That spirit is going to overtake you. Hang it up. It's a wrap. Because here's what I know. Here's what I know. And this ain't even, this ain't even nothing deep, y'all. This don't even mean that I'm some big prayer warrior. Here's what I know. If I'm praying and I'm led of the spirit, there's just some atmospheres I won't be around. I'm just not going to put myself some certain places. If I'm praying, if I'm in the word, there's just some places I ain't going. There's just some people I ain't around. Just not. We ain't got nothing in common. Matter of fact, when I go there, I feel dirty. Now, if I stop feeling dirty, there's a problem. If it stops bothering me, there's a problem. There's a big problem. And so he likens his days to the, day, to the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. And he begins to tell us about Sodom and Gomorrah. We know about Sodom and Gomorrah. Let's just go ahead and put it out there. There was homosexuality, and there was lesbianism. Men with men, women with women. There's no other way. But we got to be careful. We can't let our kids hear those kinds of things. Trust me, your kids already know about it. They've already heard that and more. And everybody always wants to put a muzzle on the preacher, amen? There's certain things they don't want the preacher to talk about, amen? Because they know it's really happening. They know it's happening. But they want to put a muzzle on the preacher. They don't want the preacher to tell the real. I don't believe in, I don't believe in selling some, some fairy tale, amen? We live in a real world, amen? It ain't nothing good about it, amen? And there are real things happening, amen, that wants to destroy us, amen, that wants to take us out. That wants to drag us to hell, amen, and drag our families to hell. There's a real devil at work, amen, that you can't see with your eyes, amen. And people because, well, I can't see the devil, so that must not be the devil. The devil loves those kind of people that think that kind of way. He loves them because they're easy to be deceived. And God does his best to try to bring us out of stuff. But sometimes we get so attached to some things. Friends, I don't want to get attached to the fifth down here. Jesus is warning me. Jesus is saying, get out and stay out. Don't go back. Don't turn around. When I bring you out, don't look back. Don't look back. There are some people that just think it's, it's a, just a big joke. It's a big game. There are some people that just think that they, they laugh at preaching. They laugh at the, they mock the word of God and the things of God. No, Lot goes in there and tells his sons-in-law, listen, God is about to destroy this place. The Bible says that they looked at him as one that mocked. They thought he was joking. They thought he was playing around. And you'll find out that at some point, you know, you just gotta, you just gotta let people, okay, that's your choice. You wanna be here? That's up to you. The Bible says that Lot lingered. Friend, I don't wanna linger, amen. I don't wanna linger. God says it's time to go, it's time to go, amen. It's time to get up out of here. God's gonna, all I need to know is that God is gonna destroy this place, and I don't want no parts of it, amen. Anybody got a made up mind? We don't want no parts of what's going on, amen. Because listen, Jesus is coming back, amen, and he is going to destroy the filth. He is going to destroy the, the perversion. He is going to destroy it all. I don't want to be a part of it. 
what are the signs of your coming? He said, it's going to be just like the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. Just like the days of Sodom and Gomorrah. God brings them out. Brings Lot out. Brings his wife out. His wife ain't even out good and she turns back around. Pillow soft. And listen. Listen. Jesus wants you to know that. Jesus wants you to take note of that. Doesn't he tell us, remember Lot's wife? Remember Lot's wife. Keep Lot's wife in mind and what happened to her when she turned around. And it's so sad that many people, some have turned around, and we pray that they make it back. Lot's wife didn't make it back. Scripture tells us that if we turn around after putting our hands to the plow, not fit for the kingdom, ain't nothing to turn around back for. Ain't nothing to go back for. Let us stand tonight. He likens his return and the fact that I should be prepared and I should be ready. How many know that it's important that we're ready? That we're prepared? And that we're prayed up? And that we're full of the word of God? And that, listen, we have a believing heart. So many don't believe tonight. So many don't have faith tonight. I'm going to tell you something. My faith has nothing to do with nobody else. Has nothing to do with who's here, who's not here. My faith has everything to do with what God has done in my life. And what I know for myself, what he's done in my life. You don't know what God's delivered me from, and I don't know what God's delivered you from. But I know what God delivered me from is enough to convince me to believe in him, to trust in him, and to stick it out with him. It's enough for me. God ain't got to do nothing more for me. Nothing more. It's enough. I know what he brought me out of. I know what he broke off of my life. I know the thoughts that was up here that God cleared my mind after he filled me. I know that for a fact. He's done enough. And I want to be ready. I want to be prepared. He tells them, hey, go. Let's pray. We're going to pray. We're going to have a prayer meeting. The Bible says that he comes back and they are asleep. He says, what, you couldn't you can pray with me for an hour? He said, and he begins to teach them the importance of being ready and prepared. He talked to them about watching and praying. He said, I'm coming back. The son of man's coming. He's going to be like a thief. A thief. And if you know anything about a thief, a thief doesn't announce his coming. He ain't, he ain't, he don't have a megaphone saying, I'm coming to your house tonight. No. A thief is quiet. He has it all planned out. And he is, listen, a thief is banking on catching people off guard. Jesus is saying, don't be caught unaware. Don't be caught off guard. Matter of fact, he he tells us through the Apostle Paul, as the Apostle Paul is talking to the church of Thessalonica, he said, listen, because you are of the light and not of the dark, that day will not catch you unaware. You won't be caught off guard. I tell you, the, if anybody should be prepared, if anybody should be ready, it should be those that know the will of their Father. It should be those that are filled with the Spirit, those whose names have been washed in the blood of the Lamb, Know what his will is and know the signs of his coming. That can see and look out at the landscape of our world and clearly say Jesus is on his way back.
is soon to come. And I can't get comfortable. I can't be at ease. I can't get relaxed. I can't bank on having another service to come to. I can't bank on having another prayer meeting to come to. That while I have the opportunity, I'll make the best of it. I will pray with everything that I have. I'll lift up my hands. I will sing with my whole heart. I will give God everything that I have. I will leave knowing that if this is my last day, that I gave God everything that I had. I laid it all out before the Lord. This is my last day. I know that I kept the Lord on my mind. I didn't allow anything to distract me. I didn't allow anything to carry me away. Think that they have time. We don't know. Time is running out. The Lord is coming back. And we want to be ready. We want to be ready. I'm sure if those five foolish virgins knew when the master was returning, they would have took the oil. They would have stayed full of the oil. They would have prepared. They would have taken care of themselves. They would have maintained, amen, if they knew when he was coming. We got to maintain this. We got to maintain this Holy Ghost experience, amen. We got to be renewed. We got to be refilled. We got to grab a hold of God's word, amen, and keep it in our hearts. So let us come around the altar tonight. Let us just ask the Lord to help us to be ready, Lord. Help us, Lord, not to allow life, dear God. Help us, Lord, not to allow life to distract us, Lord. Lord, help us, Lord, not to allow things, dear God, to distract us. Lord, help us not to allow our own challenges, dear God. Things that we face in this life, oh, Lord. Oh, God, to keep us, Lord, distracted, dear God, blinded to the fact, dear Lord, that you're on your way back, Jesus. Lord, let our minds be on you, Jesus. Let our hearts be fixed on you, Jesus. Help us, Lord, to be concerned about what you're concerned about. Help us, dear Jesus. Oh, Lord, to be excited about you, Lord. Help us, Lord, to be filled with zeal, dear God. Help us, Lord, those that know your will, Jesus. Help us to be ready for you. Help us to be prepared for you. Help us, Lord, to be waiting and anticipating your return. We love you, Jesus. We give you all of the glory. We give you all of the honor tonight, oh great God.